and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. Hope everybody's been having a good summer. Uh, I'm Bob McDonald. I am on Twitter at Bob McDonald, and with me, of course, uh, my co-host Jimmy Lemke. Good morning, everyone. Well, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Jimmy, of course, is at PantherU on Twitter, and always, as always, be sure to follow the Horizon Roundtable on Twitter at HorizonRT. Uh, Jimmy, before we get started, first thing we want to uh, do is uh, send some well wishes to uh, Brian Black. Uh, he was on our last episode, uh, 353 Jersey for Hope. Uh, he he had his surgery on the 14th, and looks like he's uh, he's on his road to recovery. So uh, we're we're happy that uh, everything uh, seemed to work out for you on the on the surgery front. We we look forward to uh, hearing from you some more in the uh, regular season. Like, I mean, I would like to, you know, just double up on that. <laughs> so, you know, we're really happy that you know, it seems like everything's going to be okay with you. I hope you continue to get better and manage yourself. Yeah. Be all good, buddy. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, by the way, Wright State, IUPUI, get, get your jerseys over them so the Horizon leaves all take care. Very important. Seriously. Come on, people. <laughs> so um so we're in the middle of summer but uh looks like by and large it looks like uh the horizon league teams have finally got it have have for the most part uh gotten their non-conference schedules out um with the lone exception of cleveland state I'm not really that surprised that they're the last ones out of the gate, especially given the fact that they probably spent most of their time getting ready for their overseas trip. That said, I'm a little, I guess my, my question not is kind of goes beyond the non-conference scheduling because you see a lot of the other conferences um, have put out their actual schedules, full schedules. And I'm yeah. kind of curious as to why is it that the Horizon League always seems to come in last? And I, I'd like to point out: is it because of the final? Is it is it because of the conference tournament being being at Little Caesars Arena? Is that what the problem is, or is it just? I mean, no. Yeah, I mean, so what? What? It, I don't really understand. It's not like any of these teams share a share a a facility with a with. with you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, Cleveland State doesn't well, share a facility with them, with anybody else, and neither does any, any. I don't know how what the situation is with Milwaukee, but and even well, if that yeah. is the case, I don't. I don't really. That, I've that, never understood that. That is part that. of it. That's part of it. Um, yeah, the Horizon League is filled with teams that are not. You know, we look at the you know like we look at the Wolstein Center mm-hmm. as. An on-campus arena, essentially. Yes. The uh, you know Northern Kentucky has the BB&T Arena as an on-campus arena. Yep. We're not the only schools in the conference, right? Well, it's true. I mean, but is it because because and you know don't take this the wrong way, but is it because you have we have that lone oddball of Milwaukee that isn't necessarily whose arena isn't necessarily considered on campus 
Because everybody else is technically is considered on campus. Uh, actually on campus. Well, Green Bay's isn't. Um, yeah, Green, Green Bay is so not. So you're just saying it's all of Wisconsin now, okay. And IUPUI's is not on campus. I, um, oh, God, well, I the, forgot the, about them. The, the, the jungle was, but. It's not anymore. Yeah, that's right. There are farmers and farmers or insurance, farmers. whatever the hell that's called. Which is isn't that on a fairgrounds or something like that? Yeah, it's on the Indiana State Fairgrounds. You should know all this information. I know none of it. I'm sound yeah, I'm kind of a slug when it comes to that sort of. And it's okay. And Green Bay does spend. It will be spending some of their season being you know playing with. Um, What's their faces? You know they'll be they'll be playing with. Uh, you know, I'm just totally forgetting it at the uh, Crest Center. The oh, Crest Center. The Crest Center. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. So they're gonna play some there, but they they share the Rush Center with the Green Bay Gamblers. The Green so Bay. That's, and, and the Green Bay Gamblers are they a hockey team? Yeah, it's a, okay. it's a hockey team. Okay, wasn't sure. I I wasn't sure about that one. So that um, you know the Indiana Fairgrounds, the Farmers Coliseum has, also has a hockey team. I know that. Also has a hockey team. They also have a local roller derby. Well, you can't you can't preempt the roller derby. Well. They're, they're, each of them has contracts with the facilities. And like for us in here in Milwaukee, we have our building, but like the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL, like yeah. they're back in the arena. The Milwaukee Wave, the indoor soccer league, they're See Actually, it, that actually makes me a little jealous because Cleveland used to have a super awesome indoor soccer team of yeah. which they used to play. The the Cleveland Fort Crunch and then, you know, Cleveland Forest, Cleveland Crunch. Um, anybody from Cleveland who's listening to this, you know, yeah. you know, you know, the, the, the long legend of the story of the of, of Cleveland's indoor soccer. They actually used to fill that or they actually used to fill the whole scene center. Now, this was now, mind you, this is 20 years ago, but. You know, it was yeah. it was kind of a place to be, and um, I'm actually and and again, I'm a little put out by the fact we don't have a we don't have a uh, indoor soccer team anymore. But I digress. Well, it is, it, is, it is true. Like, I mean, I I I know well and good that you guys used to have a team because the Wave used to play you guys. Yes. Um, yep. We've always had some. There's always been at least one or two Panthers on the Wave, so there's always been a little bit of interest. From our people, um, the wave like them have like uh, you know they 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 used to pack the arena. They don't anymore, but they still have a contract now. Milwaukee is the primary, you know, Milwaukee is the primary tenant in the building. Yeah, <clears throat> so Milwaukee does get first run uh-huh. at everything, but. That doesn't mean that we just can just pick everything. Like they have to be able to, and they have to work with the admirals. They have to work with 
the wave, they have to work with our own local roller derby that does, you know, that does come here. Like we do have. Milwaukee must have a super awesome roller derby because um, Cleveland's Cleveland has a roller derby league and actually does uh, the at one point in time was in the Wolstein Center and it does not sound like it's anywhere near as um, a point of interest to the fact that they have a uh, contract a regularly scheduled contract that that then Milwaukee does I'm I'm I, I'm kind of interested in hearing about your your roller derby team that that sounds really awesome. Yeah, um, I've I've never been to one of the ma- like one of the events because I know they like they like do like a whole several hours and it'll be like a bunch of teams could come play. Hmm. Okay, but it's always like they all have like super funny names. Like they call the Bruce City Bruisers, and it's the the I want to say it's Women's Flat Track. Derby Association, if I remember, like I'm trying, I think that's what it is. Okay. Or her flat track derby league. I think it's association. Um, but they all have they all have really really funny. Um, they all have really funny name like names like. Nah. There there'll be some kid and some some girl out there who's like um I'm bitch Cassidy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always. I'm kind sure. Of fun. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, because that's you know, roller derby is kind of roller derby is kind of rough and tumble, and uh, yeah, that's. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those yeah interest things, and I'm sure of it. It sounds very popular in Milwaukee, you know, and maybe popular in other parts of the country. So that I guess that, that makes sense to me at least. Um, so I guess the, uh, and, and so I, you know, and, but what's interesting with those though, is that, you know, like for example, all the AHL teams, um, I thought for sure that those, they would have gotten all their, the, the action, all of those teams would have got the regular season schedules out by now. I mean, they, you know, they got to, the, the AHL teams, they got to start selling they they, well, they start selling tickets from like starting in June, so it's like I don't I don't want you to think that um, I don't I don't want to I don't want to get into another Amanda Braun bashing thing, but the Admirals <clears throat> do. I have heard complaint directly from people huh. that um, that UWM is really slow to getting the Admirals the available dates. That they have. Huh. Well, that's, so that's interesting. I, I and yeah. I, I just find that kind of strange because you know um, I know IUPUI got out their home non-conference schedule like a while ago. So. Professional sports leagues will like work with you know all the teams. So like yeah. the Admirals will have you know they'll they'll, they'll have somebody who will tell them okay this is you know here here's your schedule. Mm-hmm. College basketball teams don't have that, but you know that that luxury. Sure. They have to be the ones to build their schedule. Yeah, and but it's not like Milwaukee picks thirty dates. No, Milwaukee has a few spots, and they have to work with each and every non-conference school, mm-hmm. and then the the conference. Picks out theirs. Yeah, which the so conference apparently hasn't done yet. So, 
I mean, that, I, I'm that, pretty that's sure the, the that's kind of the crux of my issue is that you know you have you know. I mean, you know you're going to get 18 games out of the conference. You're going to have you're going to have you have you know you're going to get nine home games out of the conference for each team. Okay, that's kind of baked in the cake. So, um, notwithstanding you know roller derby and you know the the AHL, who again, and we're not we're not and, the only roller derby the you know, the only team that hosts roller derby. I mean, I'm sure the, right, the but UIC. UIC Pavilion hosts yeah. roller derby. But I'm also sure that they don't take up, like, you know, they don't. How much of the schedule could they possibly take up? <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, and now, mind you, of course, there's also some other things. There's also some other moving parts, too, um, you know, because a bunch of these places also holds concerts and everything. You know, Wolfson Center absolutely does that. Um, but it, 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 to me, it comes down to the simple. The, the question of, you know, with all of these things and taking all of these things into consideration, it seems like every – we're having this – it seems we want uh, – having this conversation every year that the, the conference itself it seems uh-huh. to be – it seems to want to, you know, take their time to get all of it, you know. And then once the, once the, once the schedule comes out, then we're thinking, oh – then they're putting, you know, games on funky days that, you know, it could not, it couldn't, may not necessarily be an issue with, you know, because with the teams, but might, I mean, it, it just seems like it's, it, it takes so much time for them to get the schedule together that we're not even, I mean, we're at the end of August right now and the, the regular season, you know, basketball season is, you know, a little more than two months away, and we still have no idea when the conference schedule, when the conference is going to start playing, and you know who's who's going to be playing for that matter. And and for me, and and this kind of comes, you know, scheduling conflicts aside, it it really the 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 unknown is. And maybe it's, you know, it, it, I think that does have a, uh, to me at least, I think has a negative effect on season ticket sales because you got, you got people, you got schools who are trying to sell their season tickets, but they don't know when these games are being played. And they're trying to sell these tickets in, you know, June and July, starting in that point in time. And it still seems to be, you know, I, I don't think it's terribly, I, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the the I'm sure the league has a has a very valid explanation for this. I'm just I'm just thinking logistically from a school standpoint. If you got if you're you're trying to sell season tickets and you don't know when anybody's playing, uh, you know, on the conference side, that, that that I'm sure that gets frustrating. I agree, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, we, and, and as far as we know, at this moment in time. As far as we know, Motor City Madness is still happening. Unless, you know, I would have thought if there's something seismic would have changed out of that, you know, we would have heard about it by now. I think the only thing that we know about, I think the only thing we know about that, Motor City Madness is in fact still happening. So we know that's happening. When it's happening is a whole other question, but that's, you know, that's on, that's on the conference. I'm sure they'll have some fancy schmancy press release come out or something like that, I'm sure. But, 
still, you know, it, it's that it's that unknown between January and and up to that point. That's kind of a it's it's not it can't be easy. I mean, you know, scheduling the non conference is hard enough as we as we you know as mid major fans well know. I mean, but that's the unknown. We get the unknown. It's the known that never seems to ever happen on a, on, on a very, you know, quick basis. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's an, it's a huge issue. And I'm beginning to wonder also, too, and this is, this actually brings me up to something else I wanted to talk about. The It appears that um, ESPN and the Horizon League still have a very strong relationship. Um, and apparently they're moving uh, – ESPN has decided to move a lot of the uh, – a lot of the fall sports broadcasts over to the ESPN Plus platform, which, as we know, is an extra five bucks a month for everybody, even if you have ESPN. And it, it seems to me it's only it's only a matter of time before the other shoe drops, and the the you know we're going to get this basketball schedule out. We're going to see a bunch of stuff on ESPN Plus. And I mean, yeah, the, the I, you would think that ESPN Plus is tailor made for something like Horizon League. Well, which would be great, except you know who the you know. I, well, no, it sucks. No, who the hell wants to pay five bucks a month for you know? Yeah, no, no offense to you know, no offense to any of the other teams, but you know, but who the hell wants to pay five bucks a month for that? And. You, you're cutting, you're cutting, you know, the conference is cutting his nose off to spite his face because there, there are so many different, you know, there are so many different sports that, that benefited from the ESPN3 arrangement where somebody who had an ESPN subscription could go on ESPN3 and they could watch, you know, the soccer championships or the volleyball championships or, you know, or one of those crucial, you know, one of those critical regular season games, you know, that, you know, not many people, but still, you know, enough people to get, you know, get, you know, to get to be interested in it. Now you've decided, okay, we're just going to, you know, slap that behind ESPN plus, you know, five bucks a month. Oh, and here's some 30 for 30 things. So you can shut up about it. I don't know. Um, but it's one of those things that just drives me crazy. It's like, okay, so how? So we we've gotten to the point where the Horizon League has gotten from a standalone platform to this lame ass partnership with ESPN to an even lamer ass arrangement where we got to pay five bucks a month for it. This is the evolu- This is the evolution of you know ha- what happened. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a little befuddled by it. Truthfully, I mean you you had the great idea of having your own standalone network and then you decided to take that money and you know partner with ESPN you know that because you know that I don't know I'm I'm sure like anything with the Horizon League I'm sure there was a cost they were trying to avoid yeah okay yeah uh, you know uh, okay well this is the the, the Horizon League we have plenty you know from I, I I find that I'm sure it is, but I'm also at the same time, you know, you know, when you, when, when John LaCroix is making statements of, we have plenty of money last year, I'm like, okay, well, great. A lot of good that does us when I'm paying five bucks a month next, uh, coming up in the fall. Like, okay, whatever. It's, 
I'm sure part of the reason that they have some money is that maybe they get something out of ESPN. Okay. Maybe ES, I mean, ESPN doesn't pay for the contract, but maybe ESPN, like, maybe ESPN pays for something like, you know, maybe ESPN pays for their, uh, you know, pays for the cost of doing some of these things. Uh, and that's all. It's uh, the only thing I can like really think of. Well, they sure as hell ain't paying. Uh, they sure as hell ain't going to go have a bunch of advertisements, unless you consider the Addiction Network being played commercial being played fifteen times on during a game. Um, you know, considerable revenue. I consider it important. <laughs> I consider it important to play that stuff. You never know who's dealing with what. And, well, they're not. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Yeah, except for there's a whole yeah there's a whole of this. I think there was a, one of the news magazines did a did a uh, did a story on you know those, those types of commercials where they're not necessarily helping anybody. They're just trying to point people to um, the whatever rehab centers. I don't know. It's it's a weird kind oh, so of like it's like a for profit thing. Oh, it absolutely is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's not a PSA though. That's a that's a you know you know how. You know how they used to have, uh, you know how they have those, uh, those 1-800 education direct commercials and stuff where they, you know, you call them and then they'll refer you to one of these for-profit schools. Same concept here, except far, yeah, now, now that I'm explaining it, it sounds far creepier. Yeah, same concept. Um, which is, um, yeah, I don't know how this, those whole things work. All I know is they're paying for the, they're paying for the advertising and, you know, between that and whatever crappy, you know, crappy movie that nobody wants to see. Um, I still, I'm still, incidentally, I know I'm still trying to get the uh, image of the, uh, that one really, uh, well, it was a few years back and one really crappy movie, John Carter. Uh, we see in this, like, it was on like, every, the ad, that stupid ad was on every single, Second of the Horizon League championships, it was I can't remember what year it was, but but it was so horrible. I'm like, dude, find somebody else to advertise. What the hell is wrong with you? I understand it's just the Horizon League, but nobody went to go see that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, well, well, the other thing too, and then it, even with, uh, I mean. And they really need just just to stop screwing around and say, "Hey, we're going to have the we're going to have the games on ESPN Plus." I mean, we know that it, it, they pretty much have telegraphed what their you know what their intentions are with with this platform. I mean, stop screwing around and tell us what it's about. But of course, that also probably ties into the fact they don't have their conference schedule out either. So there is that. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're finding the final touches. I mean, I'm sure they will put it out as soon as they get a chance. Maybe there's like one team that they have to track down that contract. Maybe there's, yeah. I mean, I've I've seen it in at UWM where they've been try they've tried to get somebody to, you know, somebody has agreed to a day and a game, and then they it comes to signing something, and you can't get them to fax over the contract signed. Well, see that's it. and the other well, the only well then the, then the only team that would you know as far as non conference is concerned, the only team that that leaves is Cleveland State, and good luck getting a hold of them because they are somewhere out in 
there's someone out in the, uh, there's somewhere in Rome right now. <laughs> so, and don't uh, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, and, yeah, they, and, uh, by the way, I would re- be remiss to, not to, rem- not to mention the fact that, uh, that our, uh, that at least one of my favorite, uh, SITs, uh, Greg Murphy has, uh, has actually stepped, has actually, uh, uh, left Cleveland State. He's uh, going to work. No uh, way. I know. Yeah, I know. He actually le- he he's uh, he's gonna be working. Uh, he's gonna be working in one of the local school districts from now on. So yeah, I know. I know. I can't wait for my lifetime ban at Cleveland State to begin. Because I was like, Greg was like the only one who really liked me. So. Well, I'm sure that even he was just faking it. I'm sure he was, but he was. He did a really good job at it, though. That's a, yeah. That that's the mark of a true SID. <laughs> Where if you could, you can't, you can't, you know. Even if you can't stand the guy, you can at least put up an outstanding front. And Greg certainly did that. So uh, I, I personally I wish him the, wish him the best of luck and gonna miss him. <laughs> well, that's that's awfully sweet of you. Well, come on. He look how much crap he had to put up with me, man. Come on. And and. And he was, he, as I, and of course, as we all know, he's, uh, he was very instrumental in getting, uh, the, uh, arranging the, uh, interview that we had on a previous episode with, uh, Coach Dennis Felton. So, I mean, yeah. you can't beat that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you're sad to see a guy go. And, um, hopefully the. But you love to watch him leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I can uh, probably wouldn't apply in this case. Other cases, yes, sir. Uh, but good luck to you, Greg. Um, we'll we'll miss you around here, and um, hopefully we'll uh, uh, hopefully uh, whoever comes in to take your place won't uh, won't you know will will do just as great a job as you did. I wish John Durda, the new SID, the best of luck. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he'd want to take a pay cut. I think he's like a. He's like a software developer, so no, that's a, yeah. I think I don't think he'd want to take the pay cut. Oh, Captain Cool Guy, software developer. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't think that's yeah. Well, it's definitely not going to be me. So. I mean, I mean, would you would you put in for that? Oh my god! You can, maybe maybe just to make everybody make everybody in athletics laugh. <laughs> like oh, oh wait, isn't that the yes? It's that same guy. Like uh, like oh man, I don't want to deal with him. I have to put up with him enough. No, I've had a weird I I admittedly I've had a weird relationship with Cleveland State over the years. It's I don't know. Yeah, probably because I'm an asshole. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, we all have to be good at something. So <laughs> we all have to be good at something. And, and me as being a putz, I know. Right. Been doing it for years, and probably not going to slow down anytime soon. You've know, been putzing for years. Been so putzing. Been putzing for years. It's been long, proud history. Long, proud history of putzing. Um, so speaking of putzing, um, so, oh boy, 
Oh, no, no, this has nothing to do with either of us. Um, this does, however, have to do with uh, one of our friend, uh, the friend, uh, our friends of the show, uh, Valhalla Vanguard, who, uh, as I understand it, will be uh, firing up their podcast again, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. So uh, this was uh, probably about a week or two ago. The, for whatever reason, the um, – you know, those of you who are familiar with Barstool Sports, you'll know that um, you know, their, their, their Twitter kind of network includes a bunch of different colleges. Um, you know, you know, Milwaukee has one, of course. Um, I think UIC has a, uh, has a Barstool enclave. So does Wright State. Northern Kentucky and Youngstown State. I can't remember. I, I know Cleveland State doesn't have one. I know that I'm pretty sure IUPOI doesn't have one. I don't know about Detroit or Oakland. I don't think they do. Um, and I don't think Green Bay has one either. But but for whatever reason, the uh, for whatever reason, and I can't remember the circumstances behind it, but uh, the the Northern Kentucky Barstool Enclave got into it with the Valhalla Vanguard guys. And the Vanguard guys proceeded to wipe them off the planet. I thought that was pretty interesting. There seemed to be a lot of groundswell of support of for for the Vanguard as opposed to Barstool, I'm a, I, I'm not really that familiar with Barstool to know what kind of level of jackass they are. Um, I've, They're very high level jackass. Okay. Was yeah. The I, whole the whole website is yeah. a is a group of putzes. There you go. I might fit in then. There you go. Well, probably not. Like, no, I'm not like the I'm, most. Like the most stand-up guy in the like in the entire operation connected to barstool sports is Mike Rappaport, the actor. Oh Jesus, not that guy. Um, yeah, no, okay, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, wait, they, wait, didn't they just didn't he just get fired off of there and then him and um the head Portnoy didn't they get into it too? Uh, yeah, um. Maybe. Uh, yeah, um, my uh, Rappaport hasn't endeared himself to the city of Cleveland, so uh, yeah, if he's if he if he's he represented the best of them, then uh, yeah, that's kind of a problem. I mean, I don't. I mean, and my my only my only knowledge of them is they make me laugh occasionally, and I say occasionally like maybe once or twice every six months. Um, other than that, I mean. I they they don't they don't entertain me anywhere near enough to ever want to ever try to defend them in any circumstances. So that's uh, they kind of suck. Well, like, I, mean, I mean seriously, but well, I mean if you're well, if your directive at a local level is to go after you know go after one of the stu- you know one of these student groups like a Valhalla Vanguard I mean is that really kind of the way is that the hill well, you want to die on you, you got to know that the the NKU's every barstool sport is run by students yeah well so yes of course they are the NKU one I'm sure is run by a couple students probably sitting in their basement you know and it's like oh, oh I'm gonna get these guys yeah and then they got crushed I thought that was funny so, yeah, but it's weird because, you know, and, and, and again, this makes me even less sad that Cleveland State doesn't have one. Um, so, Cleveland State has their own problems on that front. But, but Cleveland yeah, State but, has a lot of, like, problems of trying to get past being, like, a community college as far as how campuses and how people are. Like, yeah, that's, 
Cleveland State's got some issues. Well, yeah, they really, and they really need to get past it because of, uh, yeah. uh, somebody has their head up their ass up there. I don't know what. If they don't, up. if they, if you don't have a traditional campus setting, it's hard to get people to care deeply about. What what you are what what your See, program? See that's the thing though, it, and 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 I it, I should say that within the last you know ten fifteen years, Cleveland State has done that. They have way more dorms now. They have way more you know um, they have way more on camp uh, you know they have you know they have way more housing that's in proximity to, to campus. Um, you have you know you probably have a good. Within, you know, within the campus, you know, used to have, you know, maybe 500 students living on campus. Now you have up to 2,000, which is infinitely better. And, you know, those 2,000 kids don't care, apparently. Um, so I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. And apparently no, none of them want to start a bar stool enclave. So, uh, again, not sad about that, but <laughs> especially I'm sure, it, yeah, every, every no, sport. Though it would seem that would seem like that would be a thing that that seems like something that seems like something that a, Cleveland State heavy is there like a heavy drinking group on like is there is that like on, on campus is that a is that a big thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Probably not. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Probably I don't know. That would be my guess. I don't know. You got me. I would I, say that if you don't know, then it's probably, it's probably not. not. It's probably not. I mean, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, it's it, there isn't really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, thank you. That's that makes me feel so much better about my boring alma mater. Like you asked, man. I know, I know. I said I asked, um, but but yeah. So, um, but it's weird. Yeah, I. I, I and it's not even like it's the but back to the flat stuff's, stuff's somewhat important. I guess. As yeah. dumb as it seems, yeah. you need to have a traditional campus, in well, in some respect. And in urban universities, it's very difficult to have that without being a hundred and fifty year old private school. So you have to. Do what you can to make it fun and 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 work, but the the biggest problem is that we cannot lift all ships in the Horizon League yeah. because you have to be able to win because that's what matters to these people. Student, you know, students, alumni, they they don't if they don't have decades of tradition and they haven't gotten the you know the if they, if they haven't gotten the connection that like you and I have yeah from being part of their you know part of their campus and part of everything there you know tradition stuff then then they will stop caring at at worst possible times you know when when the team starts losing mm-hmm. they will stop caring Yep, this is true. But it's interesting you mentioned the whole community aspect because you – and maybe I'm not familiar enough with – I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm 
Kumasi has its own problems. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, but the well, but it's and that's that is, but that's kind of indicative of all of the horizon, a lot of the horizon league at least, um, because you know, as we talk about it's not, issues, it's not a, it's not a. I'll say this: it's not totally. God, it's real. It's real hard to just like say like, oh yeah, this is why. But it's it's not hard to see that right state is one that really gets it. Mm-hmm. Because right state is also in an area where they don't really have to deal with having to fight another group. No, they don't. You know, they have, there is no NBA or Major League Baseball team in the city. There's no NHL team. The closest thing they have to a true, like, you know, is going an hour and a half to Cincinnati or a couple hours to Columbus. That's big deal. <laughs> like, there's well, it not. Is. No, you're, uh, you're absolutely right. And Wright State is one of those, well, and Wright State has consistently been one of the biggest, you know, had, had the, had the best attendance numbers in the Horizon League for many, many years, and that hasn't really changed. I mean, if they're not at because the top, if they're near the top. They don't have competition. No. They don't have competition. You know, people want an NHL team when for, like, if the Bucks left, and I would have been like, just let, like, the Admirals be it, and let Marquette be it, and let the Brewers be it, and let's just, you know, it, it, part, part of it's because I just, I, I want UWM to succeed, and it's real hard to succeed when you're the number three basketball choice in town. And that's the that's the the truth about most of us. And that's the other thing they don't really Wright State does. I mean, Wright State probably does have to con, you know contend with Dayton, but not as much as you would you know not as much as say Cleveland has State, to with, with Cleveland State can benefit if Cleveland State were to put together a winning program. Yeah. You know, if if you can get people around the team uh, through winning, yeah, and then win for a long time, yeah, you can from there grow the program. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people are not convinced of that. By the way, they you know, of the fact you know and. And, you know, that's especially true in a post-LeBron Cleveland, I'll tell you that much. And that's why I think you have something of a chance to change minds and stuff, is that, you know, you do have LeBron. LeBron is gone. Yeah. So. Well, listen, well, and this is interesting you mentioned that because even in the, you know, even, you know, in during the first post-LeBron era, between 20, what was that, 2010 to 2014. And you even you had a Cleveland State program that was consistent 20-game winner, um, you know, always competing for a championship, at least three out of those four years. And yet somehow the, you know, somehow the, I don't want to say the enthusiasm, but somehow the, the interest wasn't there. I mean, it didn't seem yeah. like it was there, even even during the first post LeBron era. 
in which included, I might add, a about a a, uh, a strike abbreviated season for the NBA, in which they didn't even start playing until the you know the middle of February of that year or something like. I can't remember exactly, uh, but it was uh, it was kind of a time frame, and that Cleveland State couldn't take advantage then. Makes me a little skeptical that they'd be able to take advantage now. Um, I'm a little concerned sure. about that part. Um, I'm not sure how that can get fixed, and um, it also makes me sound. Uh, it, it also makes me kind of sound like uh, you know. It also kind of makes me sound like um, you know. I don't know. Not cynical, but you know, I, I gotta ask. I mean, why? You know, and I see what you're saying is they have the potential to do that, but I've also seen prior experience where they didn't. And yeah. what what has changed between then and now? And the answer is not really that much. I mean, you know, in terms of the internal, you know, internal structure. Unless I'm completely wrong, I could be wrong. Which would be well, you super want more, nice. You want more. You want more kids living on campus. Yes. You want more, even though Which, that's an urban campus. You want to have more and, traditional. And I, I should point out the fact that there are, and, and I actually should I should point out there uh, there are more students living on campus now than there were during the first post LeBron era. I will say that. And, and you want you want to have more traditional stuff. You want to have a vibrant Greek life, but like you don't. It's not that you just you don't want to just have fraternities. You want. Your your program. You want your your students to like actually have like a traditional college experience that yeah. you would see on that you would that you would see like in the movies. You know, like yeah. like that's that's the traditional college experience that a lot of kids look for, and you don't really get that in, at a lot of urban universities, specifically yeah. ours, because everything's so. Uh, everything's got to fit like such a uh, everything's got to be open for everybody everything yeah. has to well, be yeah. I mean but at the which same is, time which yeah. is okay and I'm not, I'm not saying I mean, I'm, not, that, no, I'm not saying you close things off to people but like at the same one time of, I mean you, things, you have, yeah. when you have that many I wouldn't even I, I if if it was a, if it was a fact I mean and you, I'm sure, you know, in Milwaukee, I'm sure you have the same problem, and probably even more because you have so you have quite a few more you have quite a few more students than um, most of the other schools in the Horizon League. I think you're, yeah. I think Milwaukee is the biggest school, but when not you anymore. At, oh, okay. IUPUI. IUP, yeah, IUPUI. Could you know the problem with IUPUI is you know uh, same thing with us, yeah. and same thing with you guys, and same yeah. thing with. Every school and Wright State has this, these problems too. Wright State just just uh, they're just not as pronounced. No, of course you're, not. You have a you have a, a you have to make it so that you, you have a traditional way. You know, Butler lived. You know, Butler survived. They wouldn't have been like that if Butler were IUPUI just named Butler. Yeah, they they did what they did because they had had generations of people. Who had been a part of that program for a very long time mm-hmm. that bought into Barry Collier's Butler Way. And from there, the whole, you know, everybody started pitching in. Everybody, everybody did what they could do to help raise money for the program. And 
to help bring their, you know, they, you know, you get fans that would raise Butler fans. It doesn't happen overnight. No. But the Butler wouldn't be Butler today if they didn't have the basketball success under Brad Stevens. No. But the groundwork for Brad Stevens for Butler program was laid by, you know, Todd Licklider and mm-hmm. Thad Mata and Barry Collier. Yeah. So you, it, it, it takes time and winning, but you also, there's, in conjunction, you have to have the, the you know, have to, people have to feel connected to the program and campus. And that's the downside for like Milwaukee or Green Bay playing off of campus is that you don't have that, that, that natural pull where thousands of people are all hanging out together. And then, you know, you know, they're all congregating around this place. And then, boom, now there's a game. And you have a couple, you know, you have a few thousand people inside a building together. And then after the game, they all just number of different bars because there's, a bunch, you know, most people will go home. But some people yeah. will say, oh, hey, there's a, you know, let's go to this place. Because they they have that because... Yeah, you know, we 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 don't have that because we're off campus. So, you know, alumni don't feel the need to be on campus uh, longer. But after games, you know, Major Goolsby's is a great deal. I just think you know, if 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 the if Panther Arena were on campus, we'd probably do a better job of you know having an, a pregame postgame atmosphere mm-hmm. because that atmosphere drums up interest just as much as the game does itself. You know, when we went, you know, there, there are, this is where the NBC doesn't have as many problems because the NBC, you know, we talk about how right states problems aren't as pronounced as ours. The yeah. NBC is kind of the same way. Yeah. They're not as pronounced. Their problems are not as pronounced as ours are mm-hmm. because, or even right states are because in Peoria and Cedar Falls and, you know, I mean, pick, pick and, you know, even like, or Evansville, Indiana, or. No, Valparaiso. Carbondale. Yeah, yeah. Valparaiso is even part of that. They don't have the competition. No, they absolutely so, don't. So the pressure to win is less important because they don't have another option. Murray State is Murray State because there ain't shit to do in Murray, Kentucky mm. except Murray Murray State basketball. Yes. Um, is it sad I did not know that there was in fact a Murray, Kentucky? Well, that's the point. <laughs> is that, is, is <laughs> How do you know there was a Murray? Like, I was like, sorry, Murray State, I suck. And it's okay. And, and, and program, you know, big public schools can succeed. Yeah. Certainly San Diego State succeeded. Certainly Virginia Commonwealth succeeded. Mm -hmm. Where those schools had, you know, where those schools figured out what they're doing, you know, they, they figured out, they figured out what they were doing because they were able to get they were able to win first and foremost uh-huh. and they were able to m- create an experience that their students and their alumni wouldn't otherwise have. Mm-hmm. So you have a pretty major 
you know, a pretty major thing that you, you, you have to, it's part promotional, part winning. Yeah. Winning is by far the most important thing. Of course. But it's not enough. But as it's we, not as enough. We, as we know, it's not enough. It, it, it can't be enough. It's got to be some other – there's got to be some additional buy-in beyond the walls of your athletic program. There's got to be. Yeah. And not just from yeah. the students. It has to be from your – it has to be from your faculty. It has to be from your administration. I mean, there was – the so Athlon Sports does their pre – their their preseason uh you know their preseason magazine yeah athlon does one lindy's does one sporting news like they all have different ones sure do athlon sports had uh an interview with john calipari when Uh he was head coach at memphis Uh uh-huh and it was a bit of it was a bit of a lie because we also know that you know so what, what john calipari said was it takes a village yeah when you are a mid-major, uh-huh. it takes a village. Now, you and I both know that at Memphis, it also took a bag of cash. Oh, uh, yes, that too. <laughs> and it took, you know, let's falsify some some stuff. But, like, the the, the point still rings true. Like, you yeah. still need to have – you still need to be able yeah. – you still need to be able to have everybody on board. Exactly. So – and everybody has their own things they care about. Mm-hmm. You know, you want the faculty on board. Well, the faculty cares about their their educational budgets. Sure, they care about they care about the their programs. They care about their research. They sure. care about all these things. And one thing that and it's it, it's something that I really feel like they need to promote mm-hmm. because. Look, we're not. Yeah, they they need to be able to look to those people and say, "Hey, you know, we want your we want your help turning this program into a big deal." Because if this program is a big deal, it also helps you. Yep. There is not a there aren't a lot of people that really like look at that as a lot. A lot of schools don't recognize that. No, no, you're correct, and um, they yeah. don't. And the the reason they don't recognize it is because they all everybody has their own problems. Yeah, of course. But you have to you have to get people to buy into the goal. Yeah. And the first thing that I I, I would I would like people to point out for people is that if you really truly want them to care, mm-hmm. you have to care about them. Yeah. So. If if I'm you know if I'm athletic director, and I will not bring up she who must not be named. If, if I'm athletic director of a university, I go to my you know I go to the dean of a school, and I say and I'll start with Stan Stoykovic, who is the who is the dean of the College of Health Sciences. Uh-huh. He is um, he he has courtside seats. Uh-huh. Big fan of the program. Sure. When if he says, you know, I'm, I, you know, I would go to him and I would say, look, how can I, how can I help you? Yeah, you might not know. Uh-huh. You know, a dean of a school might not know, but they they need to understand that you you're looking to help them. So hey, how about this? How about you get? You know, we need people to come to a game. Mm-hmm. 
to see what how exciting and nice it is to go to these basketball games. You need to raise money for whatever project you're working for, whatever project your faculty's on. Yeah. Whatever, you know, you maybe need to raise money for the endowment, maybe you need to raise money for mm-hmm. scholarships. But you, dean of the college of whatever, need need something to bring people together. Uh-huh. So we're going to take the biggest game on our schedule that is during the season, uh-huh. that, or that is during the semester, because you want to make sure students are there too. Of course. And you make a homecoming. Mm-hmm. You go to that. You go to that that dean, and you say, "Look, you need to raise all this money, but you need to pull people together." Uh huh. Here you go. Here you go. Here is a block of one hundred tickets. You're all going to be sitting together. You're all going to be near the court. What we're going to do is we're going to give you these one hundred tickets. And we're going to help you organize a pregame. So say say it's a Saturday game uh-huh. at 1 p.m. You say, all right, we're going to put together a homecoming. This is the biggest game of our year. It's a Saturday. It's at one o'clock. Here's our here's the idea. We'll help you. We'll help you. Put together an event that brings them in. Mm-hmm. So we've got the game. Maybe we have a relate. We'll have a relationship with a hotel nearby or something. We'll have a relationship. We have a relationship with the Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Here, uh-huh. we'll put on an event. You get your. Um, you put on this, we put on the game, put on a pregame event. You bring everybody in. You talk up the program. Mm-hmm. You talk not, 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 the, not the basketball program, but your program. Sure, college, college or whatever. We, you know, we we're raising money for this. Blah 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 blah. People will come to it not just for the I, connection to their alma mater. See, and inter- it's interesting with, you mentioned all of that because for whatever also because reason, it's you got to remember that like. When you're when you have a college of something, yeah. and you're bringing alumni together, mm-hmm. all those alumni are, are probably in the same field. Yeah. So um, you get that are you get people that are looking at it as a as a networking opportunity, not just an opportunity to go enjoy themselves. Enjoy yeah. themselves. Well, see that, and and that's and see that's that's kind of and I, we'll we'll kind of wrap it up here, but that's an yeah. interesting thing that Cleveland State is kind of kind of circumvented because most of their, uh, in fact, all of their major donors, um, they go, they've already, they're already hooked in with all of these schools, uh, all of these, uh, all the colleges now. You know, colleges well, this isn't about, this is, here's I, the thing. This isn't about getting major donors. This is about getting small donors. Yeah. This is about getting, this is about getting the, you know, the recent, co- you know, the college of nursing has a yeah. recent nur- nursing grad. Mm-hmm. And you know he 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 or she is a you know fan you know maybe a little bit of a fan of basketball but they well, don't sure really like. Well, sure as hell would be. Well, that that, that that approach is sure as hell beat you know getting you know getting calls every other month from some poor schmuck who's uh who's sitting in the call center right now 
trying to hit people up for uh, donations, because I get that all the time. Sure would be that, I think. <laughs> but, you know, the, and, and perhaps maybe in the future. That, I mean, and I think that would probably, and I think, to your point, that's probably a better approach. And, and I think people look at that as something to kind of, I think they look at it as something extra. Yeah. When I don't, I, I think that athletic departments should look at it as as necessary. Of course, of that course. This is, uh, and not something that's necessary that we don't like doing, but something that's necessary because it's something that you need to do to build up the program. Yeah, you need people to care. Absolutely, you need people to care. Sure. And if you're not, if you're not willing to help them, mm-hmm. they're not going to be willing to help you. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, you, you bring up the oh hey by the way yeah <laughs> remember you when we got you we remember when we gave you a hundred tickets and we helped you put together this thing like how about uh, how about you help us try and get people together for this conference tournament that we're you know this conference tournament that we're headed to <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right you're absolutely right so all right well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, as always, you can uh, get uh, Ryan's own roundtable. All episodes are on sportsax.com. H-A-X is sportsax. Um, and we're on basically everywhere that's uh, that, that you can get your, any podcast app. Um, I know I go through millions of them, but you know where they are by now. At least I hope so. So um, so that's it. And um, we'll, be, we'll catch you uh, next episode. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody.